The iPhone 12 with its rumored new design and 5G access is expected to set off a huge upgrade cycle. That means the wireless carriers are likely waiting in the wings with incentives to lure you in. What does that mean for you? I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. With me is mobile expert Eli Blumenthal. Thanks for joining me, Eli. Thank you for having me. So the iPhone 12 is expected to set off what's known as a, a super cycle, where people upgrade in mass droves. You know, this is a new design. There's, there's a lot to be excited for on this phone. Uh, it's also an opportunity for carriers. They're probably excited about the, the chance to poach subscribers from each other. How aggressive do you think these companies will get with their offers this year? Well, this year, in addition to being a big new iPhone and having potentially a feature that is noticeable and radically different than prior iPhones, having that faster 5G connection, uh, the wireless market is also in a little bit of a, a different state than it has been for the last decade, where you now have a much more competitive T-Mobile, who's overtaken AT&T as the second largest carrier. You have Verizon on the 5G front seemingly lacking behind T-Mobile and AT&T because they don't have a nationwide network as of this recording, which is at the end of September. So there's a lot of competition in 5G. You have Dish lurking somewhere. Who knows if they may start to do something with this iPhone. They haven't really done anything since acquiring Boost as far as like radical new plans or even major device launches. But they just had a new CEO, a new head, not a CEO. It's a new, uh, a new leader appointed the other week. So there's a lot of interesting things going on in the wireless market that seems to all be building towards whenever Apple announces their new phones. Yeah, and do you have any idea on you know how aggressive some of these incentives might be? How uh, when some of these incentives will start trickling? I just I just remember in years past there used to be like trade in your iPhone, get and just get a completely new iPhone for free. Like there were all kinds of insane deals. They pulled back a bit. With that, they got a little bit more conservative over the last couple of years. But I'm just curious what you think or how aggressive these companies would be for this, this iPhone 12 launch. Well, if we look at some of the recent phone launches, like the Galaxy Note 20, right? Samsung's big new uh, fancy, or I guess one of their big new fancy galaxies, because now they have the folds and the flips and all those other ones, fan editions. Uh, AT&T is offering upgrades at like 50% off. You upgrade your phone, you can get 50% off without adding a new line. The plan, the deals rather you were describing where you trade in your phone, you get a new one for free, usually required you to add a line. And most people now, unless you're switching providers, in which case there's always seemingly a deal, most people aren't adding lines as often as they would want to just add a new phone or upgrade their phone. So, as far as upgrades, I think we're going to see a lot of deals. AT&T's been experimenting with them. I know over the summer I got an email where they were trying, and it was a small trial, but they were trying to get upgrades to iPhone 11s where you didn't have to trade in anything, you didn't have to add a new line, but you could get a free iPhone so long as you agreed to say it with AT&T for 30 months on their 30-month installment plan. You'd basically be getting bill credits every month, which... As far as like an experimental plan, that's pretty exciting. Free iPhone. Even if it's 30 months and sure, towards the back half of that, you'll probably want to upgrade that iPhone to the next one. But if these are the type of deals we're seeing now, you know, future future deals could be equally as enticing. Got it. And then historically, like, you know, yeah, I did mention so the iPhone trading programs, 
I feel like there's been kind of a, a wave of deals. They've gone aggressive. They've gone conservative for the years. Usually what happens during one of these sort of quote unquote super cycle events? Do carriers try to take advantage of that to get more aggressive? Or do you see the, those tend to coincide with the more conservative years? Uh, well, the last time we saw something like this was probably going back to the iPhone 10, And there was a lot of hype because it's the first real radically different new iPhone. And we saw a lot of promotions. T-Mobile in part because they've been trying to catch up to Verizon and AT&T for years, always has had very aggressive trade-in offers, even for existing customers to try to get them to upgrade. Because the way the carriers view these new devices is if I can get you onto an installment plan, I got you now. It's not a contract. You could still leave, but you'd have to pay off the total of the device. and Nobody wants to pay several hundred dollars in one lump sum. So it's viewed by the carriers as a way to kind of keep you on their network, which is obviously how they make their money. So new devices, especially flashy new devices like a 5G iPhone, are really great incentives to try to get carriers uh, to keep keep customers and to even potentially lure in a few new ones. Right. Now, we've already got some incremental announcements. Uh, AT&T yesterday shook up its unlimited plans. What exactly did it do? So AT&T took a play uh, out of Verizon's playbook, where you now no longer have to have everybody on one of their unlimited plans. They have three unlimited plans, unlimited starter, unlimited extra, and unlimited elite. And depending on which one you're on, you have features like HD video, or if you're on the top elite plan, you have more hot, the most hotspot plus free HBO Max. And it used to be that if you wanted that plan, the elite plan, everybody on your plan all of, let's say you had four lines, all four lines would have to be on the elite plan, which is costly. If you're on a plan with, you know, parents and kids, the kids don't need all that hotspot data. They're, you know, at home on Wi-Fi doing Zoom school. You don't need to spend all that all that money for them. Now you can switch them with this new unlimited, I, I forget the term they used. I think they called it uh, unlimited your way. It will allow you to have, let's say, if somebody's going to work and is traveling a lot, they need the unlimited elite plan, the highest end plan, they can get that. Those who aren't using as much data can get the cheaper starter plan. And if somebody needs a little bit of both, they can get the unlimited extra. And instead of paying, let's say, $50 per line, you can pay $50 for the ones you need the most, $35 for the ones you need the least, and save a little bit of money on your bill. Verizon has been doing this with what they call mix and match for a while, where depending on your needs, each individual line can get their own data plan. So it's just a nice way to offer a savings without completely rejiggering all of your plans. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to see if folks, uh, more folks downgrade to that unlimited starter plan just because logically speaking right now, there are a lot of folks at home who don't necessarily even need the extra bells and whistles of that leap plan, right? Because they're at home. They're also on Wi-Fi. You make the point about kids being on Zoom. A lot of the parents are also at home working remotely on Wi-Fi. So I think it's an opportunity to, to jump to that $35 starter plan. Although there's a big caveat there. There is no... Uh, there, there is certain. There is no data that uh, is protected from throttling. Like you're basically with that starter plan, you don't. You can be throttled at any time. I, I noticed it uh, in the unlimited extra plan. You get 50 gigs before you get throttled. Uh, unlimited elite, you get 100 gigs before you get throttled. But that starter plan, you can be throttled at any time. So that's. Uh, it, it wasn't explicitly called out for, but that that is 
sort of one of those fine print items you have to be aware of. Yeah, the carriers love having fine fine print items. It makes all their announcements extra fun for us. Um, yes, that's a great point. Um, but as you mentioned, if you're home, if you're on Wi-Fi a lot, if you're not traveling as often, not going out as often, you're probably fine. Uh, all these plans include access to 5G. And the throttling, in theory, is only when it's an area of congestion, which, since we are in a pandemic, there's a decent chance that that shouldn't be impacting you right now, that you shouldn't be in an area with a lot of other people on the network at the exact same time. Um, once we hopefully can move past the pandemic, then it'll be something to, to look at. But at least for the short term, it's a nice way to save some money. Definitely. And I think as uh, similar to Verizon, these are plans that you can move between from month to month. It's not like you're locked into any plan. Is that correct? Yes. It should be something that I believe you can just switch whenever you need. So if you want to for the next few months, go to the starter plan because you know you're just for the most part going to be at home. You're not going to need hotspot. You're not going to need HD video streaming. Um, in that case, you want to save that money, you could do that. And then when, you know, you're expected to go back to school or to work or, you know, maybe on a, on a drive somewhere, you can change your plan to, to get the better, better data. Gotcha. And then Verizon today had some news about its, uh, 5g home service. What did it announce? So Verizon expanded 5g home. It's that's the 5g for home broadband. So replacing your home internet connection. Uh, they expanded in Minneapolis and in St. Paul, Minnesota. So that now brings them, I believe, to eight cities where they offer this 5G service that allows you, again, to replace your home internet with their 5G airwaves. And they're ex planning to expand uh, to additional cities later, but they haven't been particularly clear on exactly when and where, uh, to the best of my knowledge, as for expanding that. But uh, it's another alternative to traditional broadband if you have Comcast um, or Charter or Cox, and you only have had one provider as an option for your home internet. Now, in theory, if you're in the right location, you may have another one, which is which is nice. And they're giving away a lot of Amazon stuff to try to entice some new customers. It's an interesting strategy. Yeah, the the Verizon 5G home service has been it's one I've always viewed with a lot of promise because, as you said, it's it's a a good way to offer an alternative internet service. But, you know, I guess I've been I've been frustrated that it's it's really it's only eight markets in total. Right. Like the rollout for this has been extremely slow um, and I'd love to see more movement on this end. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see as some of the lower this is currently using the higher frequency millimeter wave network that Verizon has in, I believe, 36 cities right now or parts of it. As far as using it on your phone, it's only on like certain city blocks and like a handful of like NFL stadiums. So the rollout needs to improve on that front, but it'll be interesting to see when they turn on their nationwide 5G network, which is using a lower band that will allow it to cover a lot larger of an area, what, what the speeds are there and if they will start using that to allow for 5G home or, or some version of 5G home. The millimeter wave offering that they have now, the good news of it is that the speeds that you can get on this are often significantly better than the speeds you'll get with a traditional home provider. You get well over a gigabit in some per second in some areas, which is excellent. That's that's incredibly fast data speeds. Right, but that's obviously the, the drawback right now is 
Unless you live in those eight cities, you're you're out of luck for the service. And it's a certain parts in those cities. It's not like if you live in St. Paul, you now have this. It's, you have to be living in the right locations in St. Paul to have it. Right. And, and, and speaking of nationwide service, Verizon, unlike AT&T Mobile, does not yet have that. Uh, the iPhone's launching next month. Uh, at least we, we all expect it to launch next month at some point. Um, is Verizon at a disadvantage, uh, or what do you think happens in the coming weeks? Um, and purely put in your speculative hat, we don't we don't actually know. So, uh, what what like do you think Verizon is at a disadvantage in this kind of big five G race battle or whatever for iPhone customers? Yeah, so we're expecting the, all the rumors have been pointing to a mid October for the iPhone. That's about two weeks from now. Verizon has said the second half of the year is when they're going to turn on their nationwide 5G network. If this new iPhone comes out and they don't have a 5G network, they will be taking the task very quickly by their competitors. T-Mobile has already been very vocal for the last, I believe, year and a half calling out Verizon's 5G network. Uh, they've used ad campaigns like Verizon with like Y in there and Verheizen. Um We've covered a few of a few of them. They they are not shy at taking shots at Verizon, and as the leader in the market right now, they need to have five G when this iPhone comes out. So I would expect over the next few weeks, they know this. It's not a secret that they need to have this five G network. They've been talking about it publicly that they it's coming in the second half. They keep saying it's coming in the second half. We're in the second half, so we should hear news at some point, one way or another on when and where this thing is going live because time is running out. They, they need to act on this. For sure. And look, the, the iPhone 12, like it has with many other technologies, is going to bring 5G to the forefront. It'll bring 5G to the mainstream. It will be interesting to see what kinds of other broader implications it'll have on this technology. Eli, thanks for joining us. If you have any questions about these plans or more, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. You can read all of our coverage on 5G and the upcoming iPhone on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.